This episode is brought to you by Evolve Golf, makers of the number one performance golf tee. This is the Getting Better Now podcast, presented by the Golf Business Network, the show by golf professionals for golf professionals, profiling experts from inside and outside the golf industry to help you advance your career, make a lasting impact, and achieve your goals. Here's your host, PGA professional from St. David's Golf Club, Dean Candle. Without a doubt, the best part of hosting the Getting Better Now podcast is having the ability to speak to some of the most successful PGA professionals in the business today. I'm so grateful for their willingness to spend some of their valuable time speaking with me in order to provide such terrific insight that we can all benefit from. This conversation was no exception. Kerry Cosby, the director of golf at Southern Hills Country Club, is likely the most decorated PGA professional you will ever find. As a winner of 14 section awards, which are too many to list, his most unique and special recognition came in 2016 when he was named the PGA Professional of the Year, joining his father, Jerry, the 1985 winner, and the two became the only father-son duo ever to receive this national recognition. But as you'll hear, this humble Oklahoman isn't in it for the awards. His love of his job and the opportunity to call Southern Hills his home, where he walked the fairways as a kid at major championships and spent five years as an assistant, are what drives him every day. We talk about how to maintain your motivation each time you show up for work by using our natural, competitive nature and the mantra of interviewing every day. Also, in part one, we cover how Kerry manages to stay on top of the sizable and active golf operation without letting anything slip through the cracks. So here it is, part one of our conversation with Kerry Cosby. I hope you enjoy it. Kerry Cosby, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on today. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Honor. Well, I appreciate that. This is really cool. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I know we're going to have a lot of great insight from your experience and your career that uh, mm-hmm. the, that the audience is going to enjoy. We were just chatting about what goes on at Southern Hills uh, in the winter, so I appreciate you uh, carving out some time and you, you and uh, and and chatting. So let's jump right in and talk a little bit about Southern Hills. I was doing some background info, some research on you. There's right. some articles that popped up. And one thing that was, I, I heard you say a number of times, was that Southern Hills becoming the director of golf there was like joining the New York Yankees. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so, uh, I'm a baseball guy. I love baseball. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like taking the mounds, you know, on opening day or game seven to, to me. I, so, Southern Hills, I, you, you know about it. You know about the tournaments and the, and the, and the great mm-hmm. championship history. And, you know, seven professional majors and 15 national championships. It's a, it's a really, really special, uh, place. Obviously the golf course is the, is the centerpiece of it with, with Perry Maxwell's design. And, you know, I'm an, I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, I was born in Texas, mm-hmm. raised in Oklahoma, and I've lived in the middle of the country my entire life. And this is the best. And 
um, you know, to, and I played golf at, at the University of Oklahoma and I've been around here. I grew up at a small, at a, at a, in a small town called Bartlesville, just north of here, about 45 minutes at another Perry Maxwell golf course. My dad was the golf professional there for 40 plus years. And so Southern Hills to me was, uh, was like looking at the New York Yankees or, you know, somebody, you know, one of the great, you know, clubs out on the East Coast or Augusta to the somebody in the South. I mean, it's, that's how mm-hmm. I viewed it. And, and you drove just driving through Tulsa. If you went, you know, down Lewis Avenue or 61st Street, you know, I'm peeking over the fence and, and doing that. And I, I, I attended my first professional golf tournament here, uh, in 1977 at the U.S. Open. And, uh, you know, 82 PGA, 94 PGA. So just on, I worked here for the 95 and 96, uh, tour championships and then came back. Uh, after I was done as an assistant, I worked here as an assistant, sorry, from uh, mm-hmm. 95 to 2000. So, um, you know, it's, so Southern Hills to me is, is the, is the tentacle and there's a lot of great places out there, but, uh, you know, to me, this is, this is where I want to be. I'm thrilled to be here. So it really sounds like a dream come true that this all, this is all the way that this is the way it shook out for you in your career. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I was thinking about was that, for somebody that has a, a dream job out there for you, for them, mm-hmm. the opportunity opens. How? What's your mindset as far as okay? Here's my chance, and what do I need to do to make sure that I, I give this my best shot and that right. I do what I can to make this happen? Like, what's your well, mindset I, when when this goes when down? It, when it goes down, well, a, a couple things that it's too late if that's when you start thinking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, what I, what I mean by that is, is, um, something we talk about as a staff and, and, uh, not just uh, the assistant professionals, but even the outside service staff is you're interviewing every day. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm interviewing today, you're interviewing today. And literally, I mean that the, and so, um, everything you do is part of your preparation. Now, when I was 16 or 20, two or whatever was Southern Hills, my Yankee shop. Heck no. I wanted to play on the PJ tour. And, you know, when I was 16, I wanted to pitch for the Yankees, you know, or right. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers. And so the, uh, uh, cause I, I loved, like I said, I, I'm a, I'm a baseball guy. I just love baseball as much mm-hmm. as I love golf, but, but the, I'll get to your original question, but yeah. more pointedly, I think that, I think the, the time that you get prepared for it is every day, every day you're getting ready. You're interviewing to keep your current job. And I, I mean that by what I say, I'm interviewing every day. I'm interviewing so the, the membership of this club wants me to stay here until I just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm done. Not where, hey, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably time for you to move on. And uh, that's that's my goal. So I'm going to try to every t- approach every day uh, like I'm interviewing. Uh, yeah, I've got the job that I that I wanted, but I was I was way happy in, 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 at Wichita Country Club. And I interviewed every yeah. day to keep the job I had at Wichita country club. And if I, if I did my job there, yeah. Did I think, you know, there were some opportunities going to be possible. I, you know, I hope so. Um, but I, I, my goal there was to be the best pro that Wichita country club could ever ask for. And, and if I stayed there for 40 years, then Hey, that'd be great. If I, something else came up, uh, I was prepared to do that as well. So I, I think what your original question was, what do you do when that, when that job opens? Uh, you know, in my case, it was, uh, I had a history here. I was an assistant, uh, for five years, but there was a lot of guys that were assistants here, uh, that have mm-hmm. gone on to be uh, successful. So that, you know, if they had an interest, uh, I knew those, 
that would be a, a, a great uh, opponent, if you will. And, and of course, it's a it's a national yeah. brand. So there's some people all over the country that are going to uh, want the job uh, or have interest in the job. And and so uh, I prepared for the job just like I would anything else. And that was, you know, I dotted uh, all my eyes across all my T's as far as what I presented to their uh, to their committee. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I tried to do think a little bit outside the box. Okay. What everybody can send in a resume and, and, uh, you know, at, at this level, you don't need to put a big presentation together. They, they probably understand that I know how to run a golf operation. So mm-hmm. I put together basically a business plan of here's what would happen prior to starting. And here's what would happen. Um, you know, maybe the first hundred days and year one and year three and, and beyond. And, but it, it was really as you you know, it's it's more about getting to know the person and finding the right fit for their club. And uh, fortunately, they they think and thought I was. So that's. But I, I did everything. I mean, I I went back to the history yeah. book, which I read as an assistant. I I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, I was ready for everything. And then I walked in and just had the conversation with them. And, and sure. Um, uh, it was fortunately that's that's uh, how it happened, and and you know I'm here now. Mm-hmm. So obviously then interviewing every day and having that mentality is, mm-hmm. is great. And I think that we all can agree, Hey, that's what we should be, should be right. doing when we walk in the door every day, but how do you keep it up day at day in and day out? And how do you then, you know, as importantly, have the staff keep, keep that up day in and day out? Great, great question. Um, well, a couple things. So, you know, we all played, uh, golf at at a competitive level uh, before we're and we still do obviously we play in our section events and and what mm-hmm. you can play nationally and all those things but but I look at it as uh, a way to channel the this is my competition is is how I kind of look at it mentally and, and I say that consciously now talking to you but th- again kind of going back to the interview and every day but and then yeah. one step forward is that this to me is the competition I want our operation to be known as the best. And I want um, our membership when they go somewhere else, Hey, that was great. But when they, when they come back, like, man, it wasn't, it wasn't quite home. And, uh, and our members get to travel to a lot of special places. And it's, it's, it's a great competition for us because, you know, everything's better on vacation, right? The food tastes better. The yeah. things are colder. <laughs> the greens roll better. The, the, um, you know, oh, yeah. the shirts look better in the shop and all of those things. And how about the, members, how about the, yeah. the rental clubs when somebody comes back? I rented this oh, set yeah. of clubs and oh, it's I hit it great. Yeah. Do you have those? Play those great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're loose and you know, you're having right. a, you know, having a drink on with your buddies on the golf course, you know, have, and so we have to be, have to be, we have to be first aware of that and uh, mm-hmm. know that our members live here. Our members live within a 10 mile radius of the club for the most part. And they're dealing with their work and they're dealing with their, life and everything else going around. And when you go to Scottsdale or you go to Southern California or to Palm Springs or wherever, Colorado in the summer, Hey, your, your blood pressure drops. Everything's easier. So it's, it's uh, it, it, Hey, it's great. It, it just means we have to be better. Uh, we have to be mm-hmm. more on point and um, we have to um, just make sure that, that we take, but it, to me, it's, it's the competition of, uh, of, of uh, just trying to be the, trying to be as good as we can possibly be. And, uh, that's, that's how I approach it it's on a, on a, uh, a daily basis being, uh, it's a competition. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of odd maybe, but it's really, 
how I approach it. And then the kind of your second part of that question was, uh, I know my role. Okay. So I, however I act or behave, I'm making it perfectly legal for the guys I work with and the gals I work with to behave the same way. And so my example, my energy, my attention to detail or lack thereof or any of those things, um, the, um, you know, I have to be on point all the time when I'm here. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I, I constantly think that is that, uh, you know, if I want to say something that's, that's negative, you know, uh, you know, guy blast me or something or whatever it is, I just, I try to shy away from that. And, um, I'm, I'm sure not, surely not perfect, but just cause I don't want them to think that's what we do. And, and that, you know, let's yeah. say that a, that a member gets upset about something and, um, and they come in. Well, the next person that's coming in is is coming here to ditch all of their problems. So we better have a smile on our face. And we better be able to react. And, and you know, you got to have a good filter. You know, you got to be able to say, okay, this guy's just, you know, you know, some people just don't like Santa Claus or double dip ice cream. And you're not going to do a lot about people like that, but you can at least try and make their day a little bit better. And the um, and so I I just think that uh, it's it's competition. And then knowing my role, knowing my I come in and there's, of course, there are days where I'm tired. There's days where, um, things aren't so great, you know, um, uh, in whatever. And you're, you're like, oh. yeah, but at the same time I have responsibility. Right. So I'm the, um, I, I put those things aside and get after it and make sure we have a list and, and we're, we're cranking on it. And I just try to be a great example. Mm-hmm. And what's the staff makeup for you there? We have, um, five assistant golf professionals and then one that are full year round actually looking for one. So currently we have four, but a normal staff makeup mm-hmm. would look, uh, five assistants, one seasonal assistant that's usually May through October. And then, um, a merchandiser in the shop. We just hired a director of instruction and that's going to be a full-time instructor. And we have a new building where we're, we're uh, finishing up a, a golf course project, uh, yeah. now and, and opening up in June. And then we have a large outside service staff. So we have three managers that run outside services in the caddy program. One of those gentlemen um, also runs a, our ballet service for the club. And then we have about 25 to 30 um, outside service staff between full-time and part-time staff members. Wow. That's huge yeah, outside. Big- so. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah we, it's a big emphasis of what we do. We, we do a lot of rounds. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of clubs like this, we do, you know, triple the rounds. They do. We do right. 30. We'll do it in the mid 30s. Uh, mm-hmm. Ton of member events. We don't do Monday events, but uh, uh, we do a lot of member events throughout the course of the season. Our season's usually, you know, kind of April 1 to October 31. It's kind of how it works. But yeah. So big, big staff. I have some. It it certainly is. I have some questions about the guys that are working for you, but I hope that you're enjoying this conversation. Before we continue, let's pause for a brief word from our sponsor, Evolve Golf. Evolve Golf produces superior golf products that are better for the golfer, the golf course, and the planet. In 2004, Evolve reimagined the design of the golf tee when it introduced the Epoch, the Epoch T is more durable than wood. One Epoch per round is equivalent to playing six wood tees. Today, the Epoch is played by hundreds of tour players and PGA professionals and can be found at more than 1,000 golf shops across the country. In keeping with its mission, 
Evolve recently introduced Project Goodwoods, a line of birch and bamboo golf tees sold exclusively to Greengrass facilities with a portion of the proceeds going to the Arbor Day Foundation. While a tea company at its core, Evolve Golf has expanded its product line to offer high-quality ball markers, divot repair tools, hand-forged metals, and motion wool performance socks. With its state-of-the-art production facility, Evolve Golf also offers complete customization for all of its products. To learn more about Evolve Golf, go to evolvegolf.com. That's evolvegolf.com. Now back to this episode. This is more of a technical question of how are you staying on top of what's happening there in, in all these areas of the operation that I know that I've talked to other guys, we've talked about it on the podcast, uh, somebody in your position or a head golf professional like myself, it's easy to get bogged down behind the computer yeah. stuck yeah. when, but when you have an outside operation like that, you have five assistants and a merchandiser, mm-hmm. how are you staying on top of what they're doing and making sure that all that's running the way that it should run at Southern Hills. Don't you think that's probably that's probably the toughest thing that we deal with? I mean, it's 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 making sure all the One, all the yeah. balls stay in the air. And um, I, I think that uh, a couple things. For one, you got to you got to cliche. You got to really have good people uh, that yeah. you work with, right? And, and and trust that they know what to do. So, you know, probably my most important thing is to make sure expectations. Uh, are crystal clear. Here's what the goal is, and uh, hold them accountable. Hold myself accountable. Hold hold everybody. Hey, listen, that that didn't cut it or whatever. But um, really, and let them do it. You know, we mm-hmm. have, you know, we'll have a hundred uh, events between a nine hole twilight and the club championship and our member guest and everything in between. And candidly, I can, I you know, if you said, hey, can you go turn on Event Man or maybe Golf Genius? I wouldn't even know how to open the program. And sure. So there's a lot of trust that has to be involved with, with, uh, with the staff. Um, you know, and probably my biggest hurdle or frustration from that is, I, I know it's important for me to touch as many people as I can, but that doesn't just mean members. That means that means staff as well. And yeah. so I spend, I spend a lot of time with outside service. I'm, I'm, we don't, we have one big office, uh, so it's, it's not like I'm, I'm I talk to the assistants all day, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when we're in the, in the, in the shop, but I do spend, I spend a lot of time with their outside service, not just the managers, but everybody. And, uh, I, I carve time every spring, every fall that we do, uh, just kind of a, what we call the outline talk. And it's ever, I don't care if you've worked here for four years, you know, in the outside services, you have to, you have to listen to it and they help me, you know, they, they laugh and we have fun with it. But again, it's just to make sure that they understand the expectations and then it makes it real easy to say, Hey, we got to make sure, remember this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got a cause. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it's, it's, uh, being organized. I'm a, I'm a very organized by nature person. My, my dad instilled that in my brothers and I, and, uh, everybody that worked for him. And so every detail is important. So, um, I, I take a lot of notes. Uh, I don't, I don't use my phone for notes cause I don't want to, you know, we're on the phones enough. I just don't want it to look like pros mm-hmm. always on the phone. So, I always have a pen and paper in my pocket. Uh, most of our crew, without me, without me uh, directing it or anything like that, they do the uh-huh. same. They have they have a notebook in their pocket and a pen always there, ready to go. And so we don't, we have to be able, we can't let things slip through the cracks. And sure. and uh, and so it's, 
uh, it's being organized, it's setting the expectations, it's making great, uh, great hires and, and getting like-minded people. And when I say like-minded, I don't mean clones of each other. I just mean that people who want to compete, people who want to be the best and, and perform at a high level. And then they have to want to wear all the hats. They have to want to teach, have to want to play, have to merchandise, run tournaments, junior golf, you know, be able to be on the first tee and do those things. And so um, that that's kind of how how we get it all done with with the with how busy we are. Uh, this this might be the most challenging year I've had in in um, my you know 20 years or so as as a head golf professional, just because of the closure. So there's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. things going on. And, um, so there hasn't been as much time. There's no golfers for to speak of. We have a nine hole, our West nine, it's open, but, uh, there's no, there's no practice range. There's not a, you know, putting greens, nothing available. Sure. So no respect, the parking lot's not even there. So, um, it's definitely, it's definitely a different, a difficult, different year. Uh, so ready for to get, you know, to get some normal back, whatever that means. But the, where we got golfers coming again, cause that, that's the fun part is seeing smiles on people's faces and, and getting mm-hmm. them out there. But, yeah, it's really about being organized and, and, you know, great expectations. How much better are you at that now than you were in the beginning? Oh, and as far as, yeah. and, and, you know, were there things that you can pinpoint or was this just a natural evolution through experience? I, I found it to be kind of necessity, you know, keeping your head yeah. above water. Oh, I need to make sure that I'm more in touch with this person yeah. and those people. Uh, to make sure that everything's running the way it was, but what was it like early on versus now? Yeah, well, I, I've, I've, fortunately, I've always been organized, so making sure things didn't always happen was easy. But uh, mm-hmm. I've not always been great at handing things off, and and um, so early on at Wichita, you know, you, you like I think like probably most you know head professionals the first time is that you, you know that you, that guy's not going to do it as good as I'm gonna do it so i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna do right. it and so it, it's it's a disservice to them it's a disservice to yourself and probably to your membership too because they can't learn if you're not if you're not helping them understand what you're trying to do that mean they have to do it when they leave it just means that you that um you've got to evenly distribute the weight across all of the uh, um the staff they want to learn they want to they want to understand mm-hmm. the why not just the how to to do it and so and, and probably here, so I'm, I'm way more, I'm better, I guess, at, at, at spending that time and, 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 uh, giving them some, you know, delegating, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. it's tougher here because, you know, I, I see how many hours they're working. I see how many things are going on. They're trying to get done. So if I go hand them six things that need to get happen today. You know, I'm just, I'm, I feel yeah. almost like I'm burning them. So we've had to make some changes in how we're going to staff starting this year. Um, and I won't get into details with that. I don't think anybody really, right. Uh, it just fits our operation because, you know, we can, the definition of insanity, right? We can continue to do the same thing over and over. So we're going to change how we staff as far as the scheduling goes to where you're more, you're either kind of operationally staffed or you're teaching and playing. And, uh, or out of here. Okay. You know? uh, so yeah. I think they're excited about it. I'm excited about it because it's going to give, I'm not going to feel as, as reluctant to say, Hey guys, I need this. These three things got to be cranked out. Cause there's, I, they need, the membership wants me out front. They don't want me behind a mm-hmm. computer. Like you said earlier, uh, I'm of no value answering You know, an email, uh, to that something that can be answered by anybody on the staff. And so it's, it's, um, 
it's important. Of course, you know, that's, you know, successful head professionals, a lot of times they feel like they need to be the one touching because they, everybody feels special when, you know, you're doing that. And you, but you have to, you have to just let go of the reins a little bit. Yeah. yeah and that, that's been a little bit of a, a theme that uh, I've talked to with some of the guys on the podcast and other guys that, you know, you get to these positions because as an assistant, you're, you're, you're good at what you're doing. You're good at doing your yeah. job and checking off the tasks and, and being kind yeah. of a go-to guy. And that's what helps prepare you for this. And then you get there and you're used to being that guy, right? But now yeah. all of a sudden there are yeah, people right. looking to you. Uh, yeah. But I do, I agree with you though, in, in that struggle that it's, it's challenging to, to not feel sometimes some level of guilt or when you're, when you're right. delegating or, or feeling like, uh, well, I mean, my biggest thing is I want make people to make sure that they know I'm pulling my weight, and it's not yeah, just no, absolutely. Dean, right. I'm not just a delegation machine passing off my tasks, you know. But yeah, because you got two, uh, you got two people they're looking to. You got the you got the membership, uh, mm-hmm. which you know. But you also have your staff, and they're and they're like, man, this guy, what's he do? Just hit balls, right? <laughs> he's gonna hand me this list of ten things for me to do, and I've got everything else to do, and he's gonna go practice. Are you kidding me? You know, and so. Uh, so it's, you don't want to, you don't want to sit there and, and, um, uh, do that. Right. But at the same time, I think it's where maybe we should, we have to give some insight of what we are doing. You know, it's, it's, uh, um, I I don't, uh, think that just because, you know, that the crew I work with, they don't, they understand I've got a a different list of uh, things that I'm trying to accomplish. And so, uh, but I, I need to share that with them. Otherwise, um, you know, they're, they're going to say, man, what's this guy do? Just keeps handing this list every morning to do. So the, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but we keep a lot of lists. I'm a, I'm a list guy. So it's uh you know, pen and pad and let's, let's crank it out and let's make sure that, that we make it look easy. And that's, that's the key is that when the membership walks through that they, they don't realize all the things we're doing. I had a great compliment in front of a, one of my favorite, uh, people at Wichita Country Club. Um, he, you know, somebody was, the, the age old question when you lose an assistant and go get head professional job, like, Oh, are you going to replace, you know, it's February. Are you going to replace him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here's why. And uh, the guy piped up and he said, the, the problem that you guys have is that you make it look so easy. When we walk in, we feel like we're the only person in the, at the club. And, you know, and then we know that when you get, we walk out the door, you guys go right back to doing all the things to make all that happen. And, Mm-hmm. But you have to be conscious of that. You have to be, hey, the next person who walks through the door is the most important person. And what we were doing before can take a 30-second break to say hi and, and uh, make somebody feel welcome at, at the club. So we're going to take a break and bring part one of our conversation with Carrie Cosby to a close. I really hope you've been enjoying it. And definitely tune in to part two where we continue this fantastic conversation that I know you're really going to enjoy. So thanks again for listening. And if you don't mind taking a second to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, that would be great. It would help other people find the podcast and benefit from it. We truly appreciate it. Thanks very much. This was the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. Head over to iTunes to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to rate and review while you're there. For more information, go to golfbusinessnetwork.com.